Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the American Tennis Podcast. Here, as always, on the Believe Podcast Network, LA's number one sports podcast network. Guys, it's a great time to be a sports fan. There's a lot going on. We have the World Series Game 1 underway right now as I speak. Football season is well underway. The trade deadline right around the corner. Shocker, the Patriots are really good again. Who would have thought, right? Basketball season tipped off today. You have the Pelicans and the Raptors battling it out. And then the battle for LA tonight with the Lakers taking on the Clippers. What a great game that should be. Point being, guys, there's a lot going on in the sports world right now, and Believe has you covered. We have over 130 shows, so no matter what your sport, what your team, Believe has you covered. Check out the website. But for why you came here today, let's get started. The Americans made me so happy today. I really love to see it. They're playing a tournament in Basel, Switzerland. It's an ATP level 500, which pretty big level tournament. A lot of big names. Federer's in the draw. Helps that it's back in Switzerland, of course, because of him being Swiss. But you have Federer, you have Warinka, Zverev was the two seed. A lot of talent in the draw. And the young Americans so far have done really well, most notably, and the reason why I had to jump on here and do a quick podcast about it. Taylor Fritz, finally with that big win we've really been looking for him to come up with. He beats the number two seed, the young German player, Alexander Zverev. Beats him 7-6, 6-4. Great fight from Taylor after falling behind in the first set to fight back and get that win. In the last podcast, me and my guests talked about the Americans needing to young Americans in particular, needing to break through and get those big wins that have been eluding them. They've been able to do well in tournaments, lower-level tournaments, and stack their rankings up high, which is great. Taylor, Tiafo starting to get um, seated in majors, which is awesome. But we were really hoping to see them start to break through with some big wins and stack big wins. And as evidenced by this Taylor Fritz win over Zverev, this is just huge. To beat a player top 10 in the world is a huge confidence boost for Taylor. And this was the surface to do it. I mean, indoors, on hard court, this is where the young Americans, particularly Taylor Fritz and Riley Opelka, who we'll get to in a second, should thrive. So to see Taylor really come through and win that match against Zverev was a great moment for me, a breakthrough for him, and I just think it's awesome to see. I really, really hope he can take the confidence from that going forward for the rest of the tournament because now he takes over the number two seeds draw. So he's he's won the hardest match. I mean, in tennis, you can never really say that because, <clears throat> you know, every match is a tough match and you're your own worst opponent out there. But if he can beat Zverev, he can, uh, I, I don't see anyone in the draw who really can stop him from getting to the finals. Like I said, indoors, the ball moves so fast. He has that bomb of a serve and a huge forehand. This is just his for the taking, at least to set up a final against Federer. I would absolutely love to see that. The next match is going to be really interesting. He plays Alex Di Menard, the young Australian player. He got a wild card into the tournament. And for those of you who remember, Di Menard actually beat Taylor in the finals of a tournament in Atlanta earlier this year. I don't believe Taylor's ever beaten Alex professionally. I think he's 0-3 against him. So I think this is a huge opportunity for Taylor. 
indoor hardcore use that serve use that forehand get to the net and uh, this is as good a chance as any as he's going to have to get some revenge for atlanta and put another staple win together and like i said not just get that one win but start stacking them now okay you beat demon r you can get into the quarters and then we can really start to do some damage also great for taylor to rack up some points before the year ends so Big shout out to Taylor Fritz, huge for him. That was a great win. Great to see him beat the number two seed, top ten player in the world. Awesome. That's really, uh, really what I want to start looking for for Taylor as he takes the takes the reins of American tennis and moves forward. Another young player <clears throat> who's uh, had a big win first round, Riley Opelka beat Garin in his first round matchup, seven six seven six, two tiebreakers, which is to be expected, especially on. Indoor hardcore, it's so hard to break serve. Those serves are just coming at you so fast. The artificial lighting, a lot of players struggle with that. I know I did when I would play indoors. Definitely a big difference in an adjustment period, getting used to playing inside where you don't have the sun as your light. Um, But a huge win for Riley. Really, really great to see. He's another one of those players, young Americans, who cannon of a serve. I mean, he's as tall as Isner. He's a really big guy. And indoors, I mean, this is just going to be his best opportunity as well to do make a deep run in a tournament like this next round he would either face david goffin the sixth seed or marin chilich and this is interesting i'm not really sure who riley would rather play chilich has a very similar game style to opelka they're both tall they have huge serves if they were to take each other on you would imagine another seven six seven six type match where it's just getting to a tiebreaker and then it's just whoever can lock in for those few key points in the breakers to pull it out because it's going to be really tough to break either of those guys serve indoors which presents a challenge for Goffin because he's taking on Chilich. And, you know, if I'm Opelka, I almost think I'd prefer to see Goffin because he's a smaller player, more of a grinder, um, scrappy player, but I really think Riley can overpower him with that serve and forehand, especially indoors. So you probably hope to see Goffin, but if Goffin beats Chilich, it's not necessarily a positive for Opelka because he's going to have a pretty similar blueprint of how he'd be playing. So it'll be interesting to keep an eye on that. I really hope that they continue to go forward in the tournament and do well and that I can get another podcast by the end of it. It would be great to see the Americans stack a couple few uh, few more wins together. And then one more American in the tournament. We actually have three young Americans in this tournament, which is why, like I said, I, I hadn't originally scheduled to do a podcast tonight. But when I saw this, I had to jump on and uh, put something out for you guys and hopefully enjoy it. But Francis Tiafo, our other young American who had his most notable best result at the Australian Open earlier this year, winning a few rounds, getting into the later rounds of the tournament. He's going to be taking on Daniel Evans, the British fan, in the in his first round matchup. That's a winnable match for Tiafo. Uh, indoors, you know, he doesn't have that same huge serve that Fritz and particularly Opelka has just because he's not as tall. But he has a very lively arm, a big forehand. So that's a match that I think he can look to dictate with his forehand, break down Evans' backhand, and looks to get into the net when he has the opportunities. And I like Tiafo in that match. I really do. And I really hope he wins because then that would set up a match with presumably Stanislas Warinka, who is also Swiss, the second best Swiss player behind Federer. Kind of tough to outdo Federer as the best Swissman. But that would be a great match for Tiafo and a great um, measuring stick to see where he's at. And that's what I really want to see just from these young Americans is playing good players to see where we measure up against them. And that was another big part of the podcast that we talked about in the last one. If you haven't checked that out, it's a good podcast. It's a roundtable with me and two other former Division One tennis players who are now current coaches and still very involved. And they give their candid thoughts about how the year went for the Americans, where they fell short, where they did well. If you haven't listened to that, give that a listen. It's the podcast right before this, and it uh, sets a lot of precedent and gives you good examples and uh, base point for what we're talking about when we're talking about these young American players. But 
I think it's exciting. Tiafo has a really good chance there to beat Evans and then move on and face Warinka. Opelka, like I said, he's already won his first round match and he's just waiting to see if he's taking on Goffin or Chilich. And then I'm really hoping Fritz can get some revenge on Demonar. Um, for those of you who watched the Atlanta Open Finals when they played earlier this year, Demonar even said in his post-game um, speech where he was accepting the winner's trophy. And I mean, it was tough for Demonar. He was very classy about it. The tournament's in the U.S., obviously, in Atlanta, so everyone's rooting for the young American. Everyone was wanting Fritz. But Fritz didn't have it that day. I'm sure he'd be the first one to tell you that was not his best performance. But Demonar said that. He's like, you know, nine times out of ten, Taylor's, or whatever, you know, Taylor's going to win a lot of these matches going forward. So I'm just, I'm lucky to have won it today. So... I think this is Taylor's chance to make good on that and to pull off a win over the young Aussie. In fact, after beating Zverev, I'd be a little disappointed if he didn't stack it. But tennis is tricky. Sometimes when you get a big win, it takes a lot out of you emotionally, and a lot of people have let down matches. So let's hope Taylor can avoid that trap, stack another great win, and beat Demon R. And then he's doing well in the doubles, too. Taylor and Opelka playing together, and they already won their first-round matchup. Boy, that's going to be a hard team to break serve indoors. Taylor Fritz and Riley Opelka, two long, lanky players with huge serves and a big, looming net presence. I mean, that's that's a tricky doubles team. They honestly might win the tournament. There's some good players in here, but the number one seed, Grenoyer, I mean, they're, they're grinders. They're not really made for indoor tennis as much, so... Be interesting to see how that one shakes out. They beat Tsitsipas and his partner in the first round of the doubles, 6-3-6-4. Tsitsipas is a guy we talked about a lot on the last podcast, a guy, a younger guy, a younger player who's starting to have those big wins and bigger results that we were hoping our guys would have. And Fritz and Opelka beat them pretty easily in doubles. So it's just another example of really how these conditions in this tournament is really, really presenting favorable matchups for the young Americans in our game style. So I really hope we can capitalize on this and not squander this opportunity ahead of us. I'm going to be following this one pretty closely. I hope you guys do too. Tiafo plays tomorrow. Opelka's still waiting, but that Fritz and Demonar matchup is going to be tomorrow. So that's the one I would circle so far. I think that's a really good, <clears throat> really good test to see if Fritz can, you know, stack those wins, keep the positives going, and if he can kind of overcome that mental block of, oh, I've lost to this guy a few times before. Can I push through and get the win? So that would be great to see. And before we sign off on here, I want to just give a quick shout out. Riley Opelka, I think he was a young guy that not necessarily a lot of people had on their radar heading into the year. But here we are 10, 11 months later. I mean, there was a huge pack, a huge number of American tennis players entering the year. And we were kind of wondering who's going to emerge. You know, we were we had an idea, but I don't think that a ton of people really had Opelka at the headline of their list. And he's really doing all he can to make him be one of the first names you think of now when you think young American tennis. So I say congrats to him. I think it's great. Um, Marty Fish heading up the Davis Cup team for the Americans. He came out and said Opelka, Fritz, and Tiafo are the current and the future of American tennis. And they're really starting to show that now. And a tournament like this, if they can just win a couple more rounds and keep it going, I mean, you never know what happens in tennis. You play a Federer, you play a Warinka, you keep it close. You never know, right? So these are, these are matches that can become career-defining, and especially for young players, to get the confidence competing with these players and sneaking out a win like that. You, some people just never look back from that and just take off. So I really hope they can keep it going. I think it's been an awesome tournament so far, and I'm really excited and happy that I can finally get on here and share some love to the American tennis players and not be hard on them, because I know I can be critical at times, but that's just because I feel like prior to this, we have been doing a lot of underperforming. But <clears throat> that seems to be changing now, so let's hope that we can keep the momentum going, seize it, and keep riding for American tennis. Thank you guys for listening. 
didn't have too much to say tonight. Just wanted to check in on that tournament because I do think that that's, uh, that's a unique opportunity for the Americans to really keep it going and capitalize on some golden opportunities. And I hope that a few days from now I'll be jumping back on here talking to you guys and saying, woohoo, the Americans capitalized. So fingers crossed. Thanks for listening, guys. As I said before, check out the Believe Podcast Network. Lots of great shows on there. Lots of talented broadcasters. And um, you guys won't regret it. So thank you so much for listening. Until next time, have a great day, have a great week, and I will look forward to talking to you again soon. So you've got an idea for a business, the store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out, everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.